Welcome to the heartland of America, as the World Wrestling Federation presents the first ever King of the Ring extravaganza. Tonight, eight of the toughest superstars of the WWF will bang heads in a grueling single elimination tournament to determine once and for all who is the King of the Ring. folks welcome to uh, talking turnies i am one of your hosts sam dimaggio and this week on talking turnies we'll be talking about the campionato mundial elite 2016 or the lucha lubre elite international tournament and with me per usual the other host dan rice dan how you doing I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm glad to be back. How are you doing? I am tired as all get out. It has just been a busy month on my end, but I am glad to be back here with you. How about yourself? Busy as well, but, you know, glad to be here talking tourneys. Uh, Got another interesting one. Yeah, so you threw this out there as just kind of a, hey, here's an interesting one. Yeah, and it is only available, as far as I know, in the TV version, which is so the whole, what is it, 15 matches is two hours. So there's some people who I know that's like a non-starter, like clip matches mean it doesn't count. But for a lot of these wrestlers, I think clipping is very helpful. That's probably fair. Yeah, so I was not able to find an answer on the rhyme or reason that there who got clip matches and who didn't was there anything because you could find the clip matches seem like they were probably terrible so you get it but some of them seem like oh that could have been fun i guess yeah. we don't we don't know we have no idea yeah i was wondering if it was tied into anything with new japan um the majority of the clipped matches were involving those talents but not figure out if okay mm-hmm. is that just happenstance that they all suck well is elgin a new japan guy at this point because all of his matches or, or not all of them most of his match you get a lot of elgin so yes he is in new japan at yeah. this point but again it's not it it could just be i mean lucha elite in a in a 
environment with AAA and CMLL not really setting the bar high was never, as far as my loose falling, was never big on logic or announcing things or explaining things. That's fair. That's fair. When we originally sent this over, I was like, oh, I've liked some of the Liga Elite tournaments, the round robins that they would do. Oh, those were fun. I I really enjoyed those. I was going through some reviews I did from 2016, my own personal sheets. I was like, I got a lot of I got a lot of Lucha Libre Elite stuff here. Like, this could be something. And then I saw the talent. I was like, I don't I don't know what I've signed up for here. And then we watched the show. And we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. How about we run down the roster of this tournament? This tournament takes place across June 23rd to June 25th of 2016. Our tournament participants include the one and only Bram, Leo Rush, DJZ, Camacho, Menino, Michael Elgin, Heidi Kiriowi. I have no idea how to pronounce that last name. So the, the, the French, the Frenchman, Heidi from CMLL. You know who I'm talking about. If you're listening to the show, you're probably clued in enough to realize what that man looks like. Volador Jr., Zombie, David, Tita, Hip Hop Man, Tama Tonga, Sabu, Jinder Mahal, Kushida, and PJ Black. Dan, what are your first thoughts hearing that just array of talent? I mean, I love it because it's, it's just insane. It's just 16, you know, very different competitors. Uh, they're calling it like 16 different countries. We're, I think we're stretching it a little. I mean, maybe it's like where you can, you know, if you're, you know, descend, you know, your parents are from a country, you can represent them in the Olympics or whatever. But it's like DJZ is not the, representing the USA, you know, l- little weird things like that. But it is it is a, a wide range. I mean, I like DJZ a lot. I like Leo Rush. Um, hip hop man's fun. A lot of these guys, you know, I like Kushida. I got to see Jinderman Hall in person win the world title. So, wow. We have a How was the experience? It was amazing. It was amazing. I think there was some stupid NXT match people talk about from that weekend, but it was all about Jinder Mahal. Uh, Jinder Mahal really captured the hearts and minds of a lot of people. Um, it feels like his title run was one of the last last straws in some of the Twitter wrestling communities <laughs> that were going on. Um, unsurprising in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. So this is this is a weird red roster of folks. Sabu has pretty much not been a man with a body for. What would we say from 2007 on? I think you're being generous, but sure, yeah. I think like he's a man with a rapidly decaying body. Yeah, <laughs> around 99. That's what but, I'm saying. I'm like, the end of ECW. I mean, I would already, if you want to say he was already shot, that's fine. See, I don't think that's even that insulting. That's 20 years ago. Well, here's the thing. We all sometimes we say, "Hey, this wrestler shot doesn't got it anymore." But then we watch them for another 15, 20 years. And be like, okay. I, you know, I mean, it wasn't that bad. 
I don't want to spoil my thoughts on his first match, but I mean shot like physically. I don't mean he can't put a wrestling match together. I mean, maybe he has trouble with stairs. Yes, yes. No, like, but yeah, would, that's like, what I'm I'll, saying. Like, I'll watch yeah. him wrestle. I'm not going to have him help me move a couch. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I, but like, there was a time like, hey, he wrestles Ray one night stand. That's like, he was competent in that participation with one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And didn't fuck up his shit too bad. I don't know. We're in 2016. A lot's changed. A lot's changed with his body beyond that somehow. Um, but yeah, I was very curious when I saw this roster of talent. I'm like, okay, there's there's some names like Kushida. I remain a big fan of, even if some folks seem to have soured on him to some extent. Leo Rush around this time, probably a few years before, one of the most infinitely washable dudes ever, I think. Um, Can I tell you this? I forgot the existence of Camacho. As in, I forgot that he was an active participant in wrestling for so much fucking longer after this. Because the Girls of Destiny was just not a thing that I had any investment into whatsoever. Weird roster you gave us, Dan. Yeah, I mean, I just like, I just know how many times are Elgin and Kushida and Sabu and Jinder Mahal ever going to share a locker room? Honestly, now it's likely as ever. Well, that's true. likely as ever. 2023 is the year. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that not a lot of people book an Elgin in 2023, but we'll You'll see. Be surprised. You'll yeah. be surprised. All right. We're ready to get started with the first round. Do it. First up, Braum versus Zumbi. It is a heavily clipped matchup here between the two. Zumbi's extremely tiny man. I don't have any real reference to him as a professional wrestler, but he's very small here. Braum is not huge. But he's like decent WWE size in that regard. It's like, okay, he just looks like he's a pretty built dude. Um, so the match kind of just plays out, at least what we see, like that. Braum's big dude, Zoom, he's a just a little guy, just a, just a little guy, a little peanut, um, trying to fire back. But Dan, we're not, how, how do you want to go over well, clipped matches? I, we're not I'll, saying they don't count. But like, I can't give you a rating on any of this. No, I agree, but I'd like to follow up. But you just went on that like little rant about Zumbi's size. Do you know that he was supposed to be in the Cruiserweight Classic? I did not know this. Which happened the same weekend as this. And he was in this instead. And the cover story was he didn't make weight. And this man no. weighs 150 pounds, if he does. Oh, my goodness. He is extremely tiny. You, you uh, cannot understand it as 167, but there's just no way. So do you know why he wasn't? Well, Lucha blog. I said that he, they, he thinks that WWE knew he was booked for this and didn't want him to pull out of a booking. Okay. Which is, no. I mean, I don't know. That seems weird to me, but I have no other explanation. And it's like, it's so funny to be like, no, 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 you can't be, you can't wrestle in front of millions of people. You have to go. <laughs> Wrestle Brom. They're going to clip it till it's about a minute and 20 seconds long. You'll get in almost no offense. 
Sorry about your luck. You didn't make weight. But yeah, it the clip matches are, are, are going to be tough. But like, I have a feeling that in this match, we're in the, a minute and a half, you know, 90 seconds or less. They included Brom sitting in a chim lock. Yep. There weren't a whole lot of highlights. No, I, I, I don't think there's much to go off of here. No, um, I mean, the I mean, everything looks good in the minute and a half. But it's again, it's a minute and a half and it involves a chin lock. And if you haven't watched a Brom match before, I want don't. But it's <laughs> I've never experienced one that's been worth the time uh, of a full length matchup of five minutes. So I can't imagine this really having much value to bring to the table. Uh, but yeah, we got we got more Brom to come as he wins with a lifting DDT, the zombie. All right, you ready for the next one? Let's do it. Leo Rush versus David Tita. Dan, what are your thoughts? I like this, but it was almost like it's funny because I just watched, you know, Best of Super Juniors, but like, and this is not what it's like, but it felt like a Leo Rush house show match. Like, it just felt like him going through the motions, but his motions are good and everything looked great. And uh, David Tita didn't look bad. He's from uh, Cameroon uh, and was briefly the junior heavyweight ace of a, a promotion out of West Virginia, which is really rare, random, and I like it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like it. It's nothing to write home about, but like, it's just Leo Rush playing the hits. All right, yeah. So David Tita, he's on he's on LinkedIn. Um, doesn't post a lot, so don't have a lot to go off of there. Unfortunately, a bit of a bummer in that regard. I think the match is good. I think, like you said, it's kind of a house show, Leo Rush. But I said the top Leo Rush right now, 2016, this period, one of the most watchable wrestlers to me. Full stop. Um, the way he does moves, like he's going half speed, it's still better than most folks going full. It's just how he does it. Tito doesn't look bad in there. I thought he was going to look completely outclassed. He's like, okay, you look totally, totally fine. You are a replacement level kind of guy, but you're not worse. You're not Maybe worse. Maybe that's why Leo Rush went half speed to not leave him in the dust. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, he looks good in there. Leo Rush, I think, is just one of the greats. He takes this just loony bump off of a bicycle kick from Tita. I was like, I don't know, Leo, why you're doing a full-on flip here off that, but God bless you. You're going for it. You're making it look good. Wins with Spanish Fly. Very quick, very quick. Yeah. It looked a little. It looked a little ugly. The Spanish Fly. It was not the cleanest. Not the cleanest. Not a move that I think looks particularly great when hit 100 percent clean. No, no. And it was just hey, that's the finish. That's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Like not much else to necessarily say. Anything else you want to kind of throw in here? No. Unfortunately, I think this turn is also go. Just to be clear, we're gonna move. I think too fast. Like I don't think there's a way to get this show on a lengthy note. Unless we start breaking things out a little bit more, um, everything is gonna, on this tournament is just so it goes by so fast. There is not a long match in this tournament to speak of. 
which is to make this a little bit of a weird, a choppier episode, I think, in that regard. Yeah, it's, it's tough to go, you know, how, how long can you talk, talk about, you know, an eight-minute eight minute match, but that also is maybe like the third or fourth longest match on this, on this tournament. Yeah, and I think that might be, again, generous. Um, most of what we see is not more than five minutes. The finals, when we get there, it, it is not more than 15 minutes. Um, everything is just really condensed. Um, throw in a whole bunch of clip matches, just a ton of clip matches. And as far as like a percentage, there's just not a lot to riff on. Um, but moving on, DJZ versus Hip Hop Man. You said you're a Hip Hop Man fan, a huge number one supporter of the man, oh. Hip Hop Man. Is that that's, that's what I said? That's what you said at the top of the show when we were going through the rosters. Huge fan of Hip Hop Man. Big fan. Number one. Love him. He's just a guy that, I mean, he's been in IWRG for like what seems like forever. And he's very awkward. And I, but I think it works. Like, I don't know, for me, like, I. I like him almost falling on the dive, but then hitting it. I like him. I think in this match, he literally falls on a shoulder tackle. But when he does, he just stops where he is and just stomps on DJZ's face. And I think it's good. So I, I don't. I think I don't think I search out Hip Hop Man, but if I see him on a match, I go, oh, okay. You're not gonna turn away. Yeah, for sure. He represents Argentina in this one. I believe DJZ represents the Philippines. Yes. Yep. Uh, DJZ should have had a just live the rest of his life in Mexico, quite frankly. The man's over. Everyone likes he, looking at the abs, Dan. He's over and he seems like he's loving it. He plays up real big to the crowd and, you know, and some of it is just like, Rick Rude heel mannerisms, but they're all like, look at those abs. We love it. And that leaves my poor hip hop man wearing, you know, his XL jersey, sleeveless jersey, you know, not not looking so great. But uh, he this, this match was real. I mean, this again, six minutes or so. Really fun. Um, they take it. They they just immediately just start going to high spots. There's dives. There's flips. Uh, DJ Z and him brawl into the crowd until DJ Z. Cuts a promo and then uh, hits a moonsault off of uh, like the commentary desk where we have Shocker on commentary. Uh, I thought this was really fun. Um, I like both these guys. Oh, DJZ was on my uh, a match in my Desert Island comp episode. So, you know, big fan. Big fan. Big fan. DJZ, I think, is just one of the more criminally underrated wrestlers from his era. Just is never going to get his due of being like good match with sort of anyone kind of guy. Um, I remember he had this match against I think Walter and Evolve around the pants shitting show. <laughs> it was around that time period. That's all my favorite reference for that match now. Okay, all right. Like, hey, remember when the guy shit his pants? You got I that one. To pad this episode, we could really get into the Bix Rovert drama. I don't understand what's going on. I'm not part of the Voices of Wrestling Discord. 
So every time I hear Robert say, wow, Bix had a meltdown on the VOW Discord, I'm like, man, what a sad existence that we're, that's the, that's where people are living these days on the internet. That's where they're getting their joy from. We message boards, that's the message boards sincerely or honestly hurt pro wrestling discourse. Um, I like discords. They're just, they're fine. But they are not, they're not message boards. No, yeah. Because when you have guys, I mean, like Bix, if he's sending 500 messages in in an hour, anyone else is talking about anything else is getting drowned out. And you're never going to scroll back up to be able to read, like, what did this guy think of this? That kind of stuff. But I don't know. Anyway, DJZ. Big AIW guy. Big AIW guy. His stuff holds up on, like, some of the sacred cows I had. But um, I really thought he would do well in, in WWE. Even though he's small, I thought, like, I thought his stuff would translate. I don't think he's doing anything. I don't know. I don't watch close enough to know. But, but yeah, he got over here and he got the win with, uh, a, what is it, like a rolling DDT? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he's 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 out there. He's doing things. He's wrestled tw- twice in the past month. Oh, once on TV, once in a dark match. So take that. He's only 36. Oh, and the, the ones on TV is in a giant. Oh, yeah. Sorry. He, he wasn't showcased in any form or fashion there. Okay. All right. Um, He's in the LWO, though. That's cool. Is it? I don't know. I don't I bet know it's either. Cool. I bet it's cool for some people. I bet it's cool for some people. I'm unsure the- about it. Not sure There's what's like going a really on there. Old Kaida, or maybe DVDR, uh, which we'll get into it, uh, like road trip report where Phil Schneider talks about how he doesn't want to review Chikara matches because he feels like it's not for him, it's for the people there. And that's how I feel about 2023 WWE. Like, I can't like look at it with that lens anymore. The ratings are through the roof, Dan. I don't know what to tell you. Not it's not for me. It's for whoever's loving it, and like I'm happy for them. I continue baffled. I yeah. I, I try to watch it. I literally had Money in the Bank on in the background this weekend. I took in probably five minutes of it. Going into COVID, they're like, even before anything start really started, they're like, yeah, we're cutting house shows. We're getting all of that out of here. Don't need them. They're not making any money. We're filling up half arenas on these things. What's the goddamn point? And ever since they've gotten back on, it's just like sellout after sellout after sellout. And I'm like, how is this happening? What is going on? Who is going to these shows? There's not. Just because there's been a, is there been a four-year gap and you've just created the de- demand? I don't know. That doesn't seem to make a ton of sense to me. That show that DJZ was on, that SmackDown, was 90 minutes from my house. I didn't go. And a guy on my Facebook was like, I can't believe I got to witness this live in person. Thank you, WWE. This is great. I guess Thank the you. Uso, a, he should have said thank Usos. you, Vince McMahon. Yeah, he might have, honestly. It's the God Usos bless. turning on Roman, I think. One of them, both of them, I don't know. But I was like, oh, man, I have to check it out. What did I miss? I'm like, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> um, Yeah, you've not you've not missed much, it, yeah. unfortunately. Um, But no, DJZ should have gone WWE, should have gone to AAA. And had a long career there. 
I think like I'm a I don't know if it's more money. I'm gonna say potentially more money, same level of work, showing your body off a little bit more, showing a little more more skin. I don't know. Feels like he had something. Dude's still shredded. So not sure what what's stopping him. All right, Dan, you ready to move on? Let's do it. Camacho versus Tamatanga. It's real clipped. And this, as this you is might the one say, I was talking about this was good, and I know it wasn't. <laughs> was it good? I thought it was a good two minutes. I thought it was a fun two minutes, and I was like, "There's no way this was any like." There's no every. It would have been even better. Ninety seconds. It would have been even better 60 seconds. Like, I'm like, every minute they clipped definitely helped this match. You're probably right. You're probably right. You you, you weren't a fan of the two minutes we no, got? I thought it was like, oh, man, this match fucking was ass. If this <laughs> is what you're showing me, this could not have been good. Uh, Camacho was getting so much of the offense in these two minutes. I was like. But he doesn't, he takes so much of the, he, but he doesn't have any offensive maneuvers. You're right, Dan. You're right. <laughs> yeah, we filled two minutes with that. How? <laughs> He does the thing where he like is hiding from Chicano, where he's like, like I'm moving so fast you can't see me, but he's not moving that fast, and he's very clearly still in like Chicano's eyeline at that, and I really upset me. (laughs) Oh man, yeah, this was this. I guess (laughs) I liked it more than Sam, but again, it's two minutes, and it was just it was just nothing, and I was sure that like if this match was ten minutes, it would have been torture. Yeah, it's like. There's no point in it whatsoever. Like, whether you like it or don't like it, doesn't really matter. It's going to exist in a very small vacuum. And we have our third DDT finish of the night. Oh, that's the note I have, too. Like, doing another DDT. They're all different, though. They they are, yeah. They're mixing them up. I don't know how to say this one. What would you call it? It's like he like a jumping, clutching, double-arm DDT. Sure. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. It doesn't. Like when you say it, it makes sense I, to me because I've seen it. But it's like he goes into a double hooks, goes into the position of like a guillotine almost, a standing guillotine, and then drops it. Um, what I actually said was jumping bridal style DDT, um, which I don't really know what that means. Okay. But I wrote it. I guess dirty dancing. Okay, all right, all right. Just jumping up, getting to the pose. You, You've seen I mean, Dirty Dancing, right? I, I have, I have. I mean, bridal style, I mean, like, it sounds official. I would have, if you said that, I would have been like, yep, yep, that was the finish. Anyway, I don't know. I think you got no leverage from that position. Shouldn't be allowed to do it. That's just me. Any other hard, strong thoughts on Macho versus Tamatanga? No, but we get to see more Tamatanga because he won. Uh, is Kamacha still wrestling? Is he still doing the thing? I, he had a didn't he have a he had a thing with Hikuleyu that people thought pretended was really good. I'm gonna be honest with you that that name's not ringing many bells. The big tall girl is a Destiny guy. Oh, okay, okay. I am I'm out of the loop on the old New Japan professional wrestling business. Um, what what I say could have been very wrong too, but that no, sounds it, it sounds right. It sounds yeah. Better than in mine, I would assume. 
Okay. According to Cage Match, he has not wrestled since May of last year. Oh, okay. So now we're both out of the loop. How does it feel? No way. May of this year. He just lost the title to David Finley. I think we may. Be, I think we got to step away from this one. So I think we're going to run into some microaggressions coming up. You're going to get canceled. <laughs> I don't know. All I'm looking at doing is looking at a cage match. It says Camacho is his alter ego. Couldn't wait, tell you. Is, wait, is I'm thinking of Tamatanga. Is that? I'm not talking about Tamatanga. I'm talking about Camacho. Oh, but the match was Tamatanga, right? The one from May of this year? No, the one that we were just reviewed. <laughs> it has Camacho and Tamatanga, correct? Oh, it's the boot. It's the two of them. It is the Gorillas of Destiny. No, it's Chicano from Puerto Rico. Am I crazy? <laughs> You're not crazy. Am I crazy? Yeah, I don't think Camacho's in this tournament. Why? It said Camacho on the file. Lucha Blog lied to me. But I made Tamatanga. This is problematic. I made him Camacho in my mind because you said he was in the tournament. I think we did a good thing here. This is this 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 was. I think we did a good thing here. Oh man. Um. This is gonna be an all night thing that I'm doing now. I'm gonna be like. I did I make this up completely? See, I watched the YouTube links. I didn't watch the Cubs fan once I saw there was YouTube links, but Tamatanga and Camacho couldn't be in it because they theoretically would be representing the same country, right? I don't know. I'm. Do you want to go with that? Yeah, we'll go with that. This is gonna drive me wild. So also, I'm like, they look, they look close. I mean, and it was again, it was two minutes, and Tamatanga was on offense the whole time. So like, you're not. But I also was like, dang, Camacho's put on some weight. Camacho's not put on that weight. So uh, sorry to Camacho. Don't know why we did all this. I'm sorry that he didn't get to be in this tournament. It's, I think that would have been a better match. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I think that would have been a significantly better, better wrestling situation. I can't imagine it would have been much worse. It couldn't have been. Yeah. It couldn't have been. We have now officially talked about this four times longer than the matches. Okay. All right. I had What's to do that? this, though. I'm about to send you something. Okay. not gonna let me send it to you is it okay you're gonna have to wait for two seconds this is great radio but i'm i'm not being in, where are you too wild it? i'm just being misled by names and not knowing what people look like in these instances it's not gonna be worth it but it'll be worth it for me knowing that we've had this discussion that I wasn't completely wrong. 
this just harkens back to the Rings episode where I really wish we didn't catch that we watched two different years. I would have loved the gun on instead of recording. Oh, I'm getting an image here. You're going to get an image. It's an important one. Oh. That's Camacho. So it says Camacho. Was it now, Camacho in the match? It's, I think, an important distinction. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. And we're, there is a, just to be clear for folks that are not following along at home, there is a poster with what I believe is WWE's Camacho on this poster. I don't know what to tell you, Dan. I don't know where things got lost in translation. I don't know where. I mean, as a post, I mean, Is the poster good enough evidence? Uh, well, now I'm pulling up pictures of Chicano, and that's kind of what he looks like, too. Do they all look? Do they? I I mean, I'm, I just pulled him up, and that's kind of what he looks like. I can't find any pictures of him. That's my issue. He's given, like, the rocks eyebrow. Okay, eyebrow. well. Who's to say? Who's to say? I... One of the two men lost the Tomatonga, and we saw two minutes of it. Okay. So I will say the man on the poster is definitely Chicano. The Camacho thing, don't know where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, Not I'm a looking clue. at both of them. It's definitely Chicano. It's 100% Chicano. But I mean, they also, I mean, there's some weird stuff like when you watch the TV, like Tama Tonga is Tamo Tonga, and it's one word. Um, Michael Elgin's Michael Elgwin, I believe. So anyway, some, yeah, Camacho has not gotten fat during this tournament. So apologies to Camacho. It was Chicano, who I have no no ability to fat shame that man. Um, moving on. Thanks for bearing with us, folks. As I unmelted in my brain. Would that be solidifying it? I think we got it. I think Benino versus Sebu. Okay. I need you to tell me how you feel about this first. I don't think it's good, Dan. I don't think it's good at all. No, I don't like Benino. I think he's okay in trios matches from like 2013. But man, a singles match against Sabu. That's tough. That's tough. You love this match though. You just want to, you want to gobble this one up. I really like this match. <laughs> it's just Sabu is just allowed to use his chair. Let's start off with that. That's obvious. And it just starts off. It's just awesome. It starts off with like Sabu, like hits him with the chair, throws him in the corner, you know, does the running dive, sets the chair down, does a running dive off the chair, does tries to do it a second time, but Venino kicks it and trips him. Um, there's these weird shoulder tackles. Where Venino's trying to do shoulder tackles, but Sabu just stands there until Venino has to fall down. Uh, Venino tries to use a chair, and the referee's like, you're not Sabu. That's not okay. And this was good. I had fun the whole time. You just, like, ate it up? I, I really enjoyed it. And I knew you weren't gonna. That's why I needed you to talk about it first. Because I thought if he does love it, 
Wow, we got a match at the tournament. Yeah, we have a match at the tournament. Now I know you're not going to back me up on it, but I mean, it's ridiculous, but like Sabu can't move. So, like, I buy that the little choppy thing that Venito does hurts him. That's fair. I get that under I get that appreciation. Yeah. And there's an Arabian face buster for the win, I believe. I don't know, man. I I just don't know what you wanted from this match. Well what outside of Sabu being Sabu and you know, doing what he's doing, the referee allowing it. I I see I, I, that's I, that's the thing is you don't know what I wanted from this match. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't want this match. He didn't want this match. I'll tell you, I think I would rather see more of Sabu in the tournament than more of Anino in the tournament. Though. That is true. 100%. No, no pushback there. I knew when I watched the match and I had a good feeling about it. I'm like, I, it's me and Sabu are the only people in the world. Yeah, my last notes were dreadful fucking match. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to start Googling and see if anyone else has ever reviewed this match. And, like, if they liked it, they're... I don't know. I guess they're my yeah, kindred spirits. <laughs> Like, it's so bad, but I I really liked it. I might rewatch it after this. Dan, I think that's crazy of you, but do what you got to do. Well, they thought it was good, too, because it's like five minutes. They didn't they didn't clip like hardly any, it seems like, or if at all. I would say you can't clip Sabu, but that's proven not correct. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. You ready to move on? You ready to talk about better matches? Well, I mean, we'll try. I don't know if there's any coming up yet. Yeah, it's not going to be this next one, which is Michael Elgin versus Jinder Mahal. Heck, yeah. It is, once again, clipped to bits. Seems a little unfair to Jinder. Big star. Comes in the territory. Doesn't even give full match. What's up with that, Dan? I don't know. I have a lot written down about this. Um, How? I was at the show. Gender won the world title. Yes. Elgin can lift him up. That's pretty cool. Elgin wins. Okay. That was a bit you were doing. You were doing (laughs) a bit. How would I write anything about this? Nothing happened. There's a lot of them standing around, which not a lot, but like there's probably 20 seconds of them standing around, which in a two-minute match is a lot. Very true. Very true. I think the Jack Swagger Michael Elgin thing that picture oh. from AAW, still extremely funny, always gets me. <laughs> Every Gender, time. not as tall as Jack Swagger, same, pretty much the same effect, though. And you get a I lot got... of them stand next to each other. Gender just has some of the worst posture known to man. And is always leaning forward, like a little gremlin man. But he's absolutely heads and shoulders above Elk. Huge. I got one of those apps that like finds all your duplicate photos to help you like face on your phone. And I had that Michael Elgin Jack Swagger picture on my on my phone like 17 times. Because yes. every time it's on Twitter, I'd be like, save image. Perfect. Need that. I don't know if I still got it. Got to keep it here. <laughs> Need it for my records. Oh, man. But yeah, we're going to get a lot more Elgin. So I hope hope you liked what you're getting so far. Is it called the Elgin Bomb? Is that the name of the move? I believe it's called the It's just the a sit-out power bomb, but yeah, it's what he does? Yeah, it's when he does it. It's an okay. Elgin Bomb. When he does it, it's an Elgin well, Bomb. Well, I guess in this term, it would be like Elgin Bomb. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, my last note. Highlights weren't inspiring. 
All right, moving on. Heidi versus Kushida. I don't know, Dan. We're clipping it again. I was, I know this is crazy because it's clipped. I was disappointed. Does that make sense? Sure. I don't, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be fun. I, I mean, I'm not a Heidi fan, but, you know, I thought like, oh, how about he can cut, of, of the guys in this tournament, he's probably one of the ones better equipped to keep up with Kushida. And Kushida just seems to be really hamming it up, having a good time. She is very not, happy to be there. Yeah, which I mean is is fine, but yeah, I mean again, it's three minutes, so what can you say? But I can't. I don't think the whole match would have been much better. It seemed like it was just Kushida just having a fun time in Arena Mexico. You know what? Good for him. Good for him. I wish that we got the full match. I think this would have been a lot better. Um, with the extra two and a half, three minutes that they got, probably. Um, yeah, I think technical wrestling like this does not play super well in these short bursts. It doesn't really give any sense of like struggle just cause just, Oh, here's the high, here's the high spots of creating holds. Here you go. So I think it's sort of a bummer, but Kushida's here to have a good time. And I'm here for that. Uh, before we move on to the next match, kiss cams, Dan, they just do it differently in Mexico. It's just, I mean, that's why Kushida's having a good time. Arena Mexico, that's like one of my wrestling bucket lists. It seems like they're all having a good time. They're just, they're going tongue deep into each other. Yeah. They, in every kiss game I've been to, it's always barely knew the person next to him. You know, it is the light. It is a peck on the peck. We're gonna move on with our lives, and we're gonna move on from those awkward experience from our lives. They're begging for it. They're just like, get us on this camera. You're going to see us do it right here, right now. And that's how it should be. That's how it should be. <laughs> Show the love. Show the love. I would have watched the highlights of that. I'm not going to lie to you. Oof. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Valdor Jr. versus PJ Black for the final match in the first round. Dan, were you a huge fan? Valdor Jr. is one of those guys that I think has like such variants like such a like i think he has a really high f- ceiling and a really low floor but this was nine minutes it's kind of what i want from volador jr i think him and uh pj black came in and they were like let's just let's just you know similar to the djz hip-hop man match it's just like they're just immediately in the high spots i mean i think they're the first dive is probably 30 seconds in the match and there's just dive after dive after dive um i mean pj black's doing you know, his Lucha Underground stuff. Uh, I mean, it's nothing to write home about, but in this tournament, it's probably one of the standout matches so far. It's 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 funny because this is not highlights, but it almost feels like it is. Like, they don't really have any any structure at all. It's just Hurricanrana, super kick, you know, flippy dive to the outside. Now your turn, back and forth. Yeah, it's just vibes throughout. Nothing, nothing too great here. I think, I, I feel like I remember enjoying this match on some level when I first watched it. I review it. I don't have any star ratings anywhere. There's no documentation, Dan. So I have to assume that is a false memory. Because I did not enjoy this a ton. I, it was just, after some of what we watched, it happens to be a full match. Yeah. Which, you only get 
two of them in the first round. So it's going to feel like a more complete thing in that respect. I don't know. It felt like popcorn to me, like a popcorn match. Like I, I liked it, but you know, I'm not recommending anyone eats popcorn and doesn't, doesn't fill me up. There's nothing to write home about, nothing to talk about. It was just PJ Black and Volador doing some flippy shit. Yeah, for sure. Um, Volador Jr. wins with a destroyer out of the corner, which was a pretty cool way to do that move. Uh, I'm not explaining it 100% on the money. Um, it essentially is Alabama slam positioned and then floats it over to a destroyer, which I think is neato. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right on the money. This is uh, just kind of a popcorn match, which is totally fine. I'm not gonna kill it too bad. Um, but it's I'm, just on a show. It's just like it's in a meal where there's no other food. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like popcorn's all we got. Yeah. So it feels lacking. Yeah. Where in another tournament, if this was one of the opening round matches, I probably would be pretty happy with it. I'd be like, oh, that was fun. But because it's like, man, this is one of the only ones we get full. I was left wanting a little more. I see what you mean. I see yeah. what you mean. Um, I think it still would have not been, still would have been tied with some of the worst stuff in Super J Cup 94, as far as that goes. Which is, I just don't think Volador Jr. is that good. I and mean, PJ Black, also not that good. Um, but it is what it is. It is what it is. We're out of the first round now, though, and move on to the quarterfinals. A match that I feel is inexplicably clipped. Leo Rush versus Michael Elkin. Dan, do you think we're any closer to figuring out why they're doing this? No, because like I said, like we get, I mean, Elgin wins. So like Elgin's moving on. So like we get a lot of Elgin, but not here, I guess. I don't know. And I bet, I bet this was, I bet this was good. Um, it's just, it's just two minutes. Um, of the highlights, I mean, Leo gets a lot in. Uh, he's like a cool, what is it, like a spinny, uh, spinning DDT to the floor. Um, yeah, I didn't take a lot of notes on this because I just think I thought it was going to be the full match. And then right away, I was like, oh, I guess we're just clipping this. That's weird. But El- Elgin wins El- Elgin wins again. Yeah, if I recall correctly, they've oh. had good matches with each other. Yeah, so this, this had the terrible even in the highlights had the weird finish, right? The referee wouldn't count the three. And then he finally does count the three, but I don't think we see the three count. Oh, really? Okay. Is that correct? I thought we did, but. Oh, maybe not. But I know the referee was doing some Lucha referee stuff. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah, again, this is just kind of hard to talk about because. This feels like, hey, this is probably there's probably a good match here, but highlights do not make a match. Um, it's hard to piece all that together. Yeah, unfortunately, we're only gonna get one full match in the quarterfinals, so um, it's a little bit of a bummer. That's a little bit of a bummer. Um, yeah, it's okay, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. Dan, you got anything else? That's all I got about that one. All right, moving on. DJZ versus Kushida. Once again, 
or clipped. And this is this maybe is a- my but- least favorite one. Your least favorite one in the fact that it's clipped like i'm just, oh yeah but it looked like it was awesome yeah this probably kicked ass right yeah this is probably match of the tournament or like at that level is what it seemed like i mean we got two minutes and they it was mostly djz on offense but they everything they did looked great together these two felt like they're made to wrestle once against once each other um they're both kind of like swiss army knives when it comes to I don't know the Lucharesu stuff. I guess I'll we'll say, um, despite neither person coming from that background necessarily, um, they just have that kind of toolbox always right at their their disposal. But we don't get that. We just get kind of some highlights and like, okay, yep, there clearly would be have good chemistry. Great if we could see this in full. And then just Kushida wins. That's all that really matters, I guess, coming out of a couple of minutes of highlights. They wrestled in NXT, but it only went five minutes. Oh! That's annoying. I just I started thinking, I was like, oh, they were in NXT at the same time. What if there's some 12-minute NXT match of theirs I've never seen? No. Well, that's a bummer, Dan. I didn't even yeah. think, hey, this possibly happened somewhere. All right, we got a full match, Dan. That's Tamatanga versus Valdor Jr. Um, if you were like on the fence about if Tamatanga was bad, this really helped hammer it home. <laughs> I don't know why you'd be on the fence, but if you're like maybe he's good, he's not. Uh, this has like a really long countout spot as like. One of the highlights, I guess. I don't know. And it, it's not clip, but it's still only five minutes. And it's like five minutes. And again, like we get mostly Tamatanga on offense. And he doesn't have offense. And it's really, really boring. I mean, did you think anything different? I just think that just of of one of the, what, four or four full matches we get, maybe five. Like, this was just so boring. Yeah, there's nothing. My notes on this match are... Similar in length to all the other matches from this round. Yeah. There's just nothing to talk about. Like, it feels like, okay, Volador Jr. has to have all of his matches shown. That's your only consistent theme in this tournament. Man, do we not need this. I just don't know why did they give him Tamatanga. If, like, that's their idea, I get it. That's fine. That's such a but, great like, question, of, Dan. Of all, of all the second round guys you can give him. You're booking it. You have the choice. You can make this not happen. Yeah. But nope. I mean, I would hate to break that matchup, but like you could have gave him Kushida. You could have gave him uh, not Kushida. You could have gave him DJZ. Should have given him DJZ. That's a bummer. But I I really feel like we're saying this a lot and I feel repetitive, but like so much of this tournament you look at and you go, I bet there's something to talk about there. And there just isn't. But you want to talk about Sabu versus Brom. Yeah, this is great. This is great. This is great. I think you're another two minutes of clips. One, maybe a minute and a half on this one. I mean, it's not Sabu's fault they clipped his match. But again, he gets to brawl outside and use his chair and Bram does not. And that's a funny piece of business. And most of the highlights is just like a ch- the chair being used. It's so stupid. <laughs> and then Bram wins with another DDT. 
good good for him. I don't know what to tell you. I want to have more to say on the one on this round, but in general, it just feels like quarterfinals <laughs> complete ass to me. Yeah, they were so bad. Just who the fuck did this to us? We did this to ourselves in a lot of ways. We did. We said, hey, we're going to make it through this. And this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Are you ready to move on to the semifinals? Surely the semifinals are better. You, you hope. You hope, Dan. It's Kushida versus Valador Jr. What are your thoughts? This is actually pretty good. Um, I think they have another match from Mexico around this time that's longer and better. Uh, there's some like cool arm work and then they're doing this weird thing with the doctor, but like Kushida doesn't seem to know about it or care. Like the doctor walks in the ring and it's like walking around the ring, I guess to, like to check on Volador's arm, but it's not like Kushida doesn't care. Like it's like a character choice. Like it's like get the doctor out of there. Like he just doesn't really acknowledge that he's in the ring at all. Um, but again, I mean, semifinal, which sometimes I understand why semifinals were shorter because you got the the main event, but like none of these guys are wrestling long matches. Volador Kushida could have gotten more than five. Um, so you get some Volador arm work to like set up the final, like you know, him selling the arm in the final, and then you get him winning with the top rope for Hurricane Rana. Yeah, that'll do it, I guess. Yeah, I, I thought this was good. I guess that's my, my thoughts. Um, Kushida looked in a totally in his element. I'll tell you, he was again having a ball, being the the Rudo here, and I appreciate that. I'm not always like, hey, I want the wrestlers to have fun, guy, because most wrestlers don't have fun in fun ways. Uh, <laughs> they like to bullshit and do stuff and not put any effort while they're doing so. Kushida looks like, hey, he's trying hard. While getting all those booze and taking it all in, doing arm pumps, just getting into it. I love that. Volador Jr., he's kind of a nothing burger dude to me, but he's willing to take what Kushida's dishing out and just hang around for the match. I think the finish looks good. And that top rope kind of looks pretty, pretty nasty oh, yeah. at that yeah. angle. It's about four and a half minutes. So. My thing is like, hey, I wonder if every other match that gets clipped is about that length. It's like, hey, are we just cutting a couple, two minutes off these things? Or are we cutting four? What are we doing? Yeah, they in July, the next month, or I guess a week later, they have a two out of three falls match in CMLL. That like goes about 21 minutes. Oof. All right. I'm long. not going to seek that one out. That seems too long for you. They have a, a little long. Junior long. match that goes 15. Maybe. I'm not going to go seek out a Valdor Jr. match. I think I've that is not going to be a path I go down in my life. Who knows, though? Worse, weirder things have happened. Not that much weirder, but weirder things. Dan, next up. This is the big one. Yeah. Two power wrestlers. Rom versus Michael Elgin. Dan, give me your hot spicy takes here. Well, I think you said something pretty, pretty, pretty well to sum it up in the last match where you like, I don't want most wrestlers to have fun. They do stupid shit. There's a lot of that in this. Um, Fair. Brahm's just 
flicking the crowd off. They're doing some brawling on the outside. This was, I don't, I mean, I thought Elgin, I mean, I thought he looked good in, in most of his matches. I mean, and Braum is Braum. So that's kind of, kind of where I am. I thought it was funny when, uh, they throw Elgin into the front row. There's nobody in the front row. Well, maybe that's not the best look. I mean, I don't want to land on people, but it's like just like a lot of people not in the crowd for this for this show where you brought in 16 wrestlers from 16 different countries. A little unnecessary. A little unnecessary. Does not well, what, post the best look vibe. All right. Do you have positive? Is there positive things to say about this match? Like I said, I think Elgin looks fine in most of the stuff he's doing. That's about as positive as I can be. I mean, it's not a good match. Ring endorsement. What, so, what are your thoughts on this big uh, hospital battle? I think this match is not good. Uh, <laughs> very lazy. It just... I don't know. There was just nothing going on here that really brought any sort of interest into my life. That's not startling analysis here. Be like, hey, my two thoughts on this match are not good. And then move on, but... Sometimes that's what it gets. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Elgin's not going to be someone that I'm going to want to speak eloquently about and kind of dig into. Hey, why doesn't this match work? It just feels plotting in that neither the neither wrestlers really trying all that hard to put anything great on. Elgin... Just a different energy than when he's wrestling in New Japan. As far as like, oh, I'm in Japan. This is where I'm meant to wrestle. I don't think he feels any of that towards Mexico. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Danny, any other thoughts? No, I think it's time to get into the uh, the final. All right, here we go. It's Michael Elgin versus Valdor Jr. Dan, what are your thoughts? Okay. I like this, and a lot of it is it does what I like in tournaments. I like the pageantry. I like you know, it's I like the pomp and circumstance. They do the national anthems. Yeah, uh, it's a big, a big, uh, big deal before the match starts. That stuff you know sucks me, and I'm a sucker. Uh, it's funny to have like this pomp and circumstances on in a tournament where most of the matches go three minutes that we can see, but. Uh, I thought this was good. I mean, it's 12 minutes. Not, probably not even that. I mean, look, 11 is what it says. 11 minutes. Um, lots of big, cool spots. Uh, Elgin, you know, can base well for Volador and can catch him on some of the dives and throw him around. Uh, they, you know, they have the shoulder injury played up from the Kushida match. He comes in with it wrapped and doesn't play a huge part. It's Volador. It's not a lot of consistent or much selling at all, but for 12 minutes, I mean, I feel like I want to come up with more positive things to say about this because I did like it when I watched it. it. Just, It just, again, might be because it was 12 minutes and it was two competent wrestlers and we hadn't had a lot of that in this tournament. Yeah, this is a workmanlike performance from both individuals here, it feels like. Um, they come in with defined roles, or rather, they define their roles fairly quickly of what they're going for. Elgin, more or less, has felt like Technical babyface throughout the tournament. Despite being a power dude with a little bit more of a rough edge. Maybe that's just because we didn't get to see all of the bra match. I mean, not all of the bra match. 
that we didn't get to see all of the Leo Rush match, and that may have painted things. Maybe it was the Ginger Mahal match. I don't know, but he never felt like the crowd wasn't into him. So here he pretty much has to flip the switch. Like, hey, we're going to get a little bit rougher, a little bit more tumbler, and I'm going to be the bully Rudo to Volador, and he's going to be as he has been for years and years since and before the Tactico. He's going to be the, the number one baby face and the guy everyone wants to see win. And that's good. I think that mostly works. I think Elgin is fine in that role of just kind of laying in, putting on the pressure and Volador getting to be a bit of a conquering hero in those instances. I don't think it's like super exciting at times. I don't think they really take it up another notch with the action itself and don't really layer in any other beats to the match other than Elgin's a big dude and Volador's the little guy, little peanut here. Um, Elgin goes after the body part, the shoulder that's been taped up and he does have this sick ass shoulder breaker that he hits that I think looks great. Other than that though, they don't latch on to that. It's not something that Elgin really forces an issue on. Not saying he should. It's just like, okay, there's, it's a marriage of, it's convenient that the shoulder is taped up more so than that actually having a huge impact on what the heck they do here. I think, final notes, it's fine. There we go. That's my thoughts on the big finals. Now, this is not how we normally do it, but I want to follow with, because I agree it's fine. I want to go right into the awards and say it's my match of the tournament. Wow. Amazing. Incredible. <laughs> I have no issue with any, any of the negative things you say. I think it's fine. It's fair. Match of the tournament. Second place, Sabu versus Fanino. I've decided to give my match of the tournament to Kushida versus Volador Jr. Okay. All right. My emotions towards any of these matches, not high, Dan. Is that any, being Michael Elgin, Volador Jr., pretty good, makes it tier number one. Is it fair to say, across the board, not a lot of highlights to speak of? No, like I said, that's why, like, I didn't, I was like, I knew it was my match of the tournament, so I was like digging deep in my soul to be positive about it. And I kind of, I just couldn't come up with much of anything. It's unfair because DJ Z versus Kushida. Definitely match of the tournament walks away with it if we actually see the thing for sure but we don't so we kind of gotta lean what we got so this that is what i think kind of makes worker of the tournament at least some maybe more interesting than anything else tournaments like i am saying it's djz and i don't know if that's fair because he's only in two matches and one is very clipped but i just feel like of minutes of positive wrestling that i saw djz wins I get do you it. think I'm off base? Like, what, what, what are you thinking for the worker of the tournament? Dan, I almost want to give it to no one. That's fair. I feel that's much fairer, much more fair than saying, sure, Koshida was the worker of the tournament because he had my match of the tournament. I think he has what should have been my match of the tournament <laughs> and has a match I found not to be super offensive that's also very clipped. Is DJ, that enough? Kushida was my second place if I had to choose one. But I'm there like, so go. much is flipped. Like, I mean, the people that get the most on this show are Elgin and Volador, and both of them 
don't do anything. They're not trying. Calling they're, them work at the tournament would be really weird. They're not bringing the heat. They're not no. bringing the heat. Despite the, not, their main event being your match of the tournament, just like <laughs> if you brought I mean, if any other two wrestlers get in here and go fifteen minutes, if you oh, they if they said, Hey, actually, it's gonna be um hip hop man and Sabu in the finals, and they went fifteen minutes, that match probably could have still made your match of the tournament. If someone like I don't know, like gun to the head, maybe go through the other nineteen episodes of the show we've we've recorded. I'm sure there's like a hundred, maybe more matches that would instantly be my match of the tournament if it was on this tournament. That's fair. Now it and then, but then we're gonna go to the score. It's weird because it's not like the WWA Inception, which I found like personally offensive. And it's not like the uh, 92 G1, which I think was, you know, we had to watch 40 hours of matches. So I was really back and forth on it, but I still landed with, even though there's good wrestlers and I think they're doing good things, they don't show me enough. And what they do show me isn't good. 1.5. 1.5. I also have 1.5. Look at that. Yeah. It was, like I said, the, the, the awards was... Way I think more, figuring out the awards is way more interesting than watching the wrestling. I think this is one of the only terms we've done thus far that is uh, speaking just as much on the promotion and the production of the tournament than anything. I don't know if this match becomes better or worse, actually. I don't know if this is a, a one show that we get to 1.5 by having so many matches clipped. Or is this well, you a- talked about should we do it because we only had the TV edits, and I hadn't watched much at that point. But I was like, yeah, let's 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 do it because I thought what a positive for this show. I thought I'm giving it a leg up. I'll just watch the two like two hours. You know, me and Sam are always complaining about watching shitty wrestling for too long. Like, let's just watch the good stuff. All the full matches will be the good stuff, and they'll highlight you know the bad stuff. That's not what happened. No rhyme or reason. No, it was like you said. Like I don't. I couldn't tell you how they edited this or why they did it. I still want to say there are some contractual things that there, there could it, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. Elgin's all over this thing, but it just feels like a lot could of missed be? opportunities throughout well, no, this. Because Volador's all over it. I was like, maybe it's a CMLL thing, like a TV in Mexico, a TV station in Mexico deal. Yeah, but I don't, I, I don't know enough about that to even I don't know why I'd bring it up because I don't know anything about any of the stations they're on. <laughs> Man. I don't know what to tell you, Dan. Yeah. This, this tournament is, was sure, not good. Yeah, I was sure that when I was like, it's two hours. I can't wait to tell everyone like, hey, two hours on YouTube. Check it out. You know, anyone can do that. Like, no, do not watch this. There's so much wrestling on YouTube. Do not watch this. You could go also onto the award-winning independent wrestling television, IWTV, and you could pick up any tournament from there, and it's got to be better than this. Just use the promo code TALKINGTOURNEYS. To save nothing. If it says it doesn't work, just keep entering it. You know what? If it says it works, let me know. Yeah, that'd be cool. No, because we're not getting anything from that, Dan. Oh, yeah. Man. We got to... We don't get much from the show, Dan. 
let me tell you, man, we don't get much. I shouldn't also not apply. We don't get anything. I was going to say, I get two Ko-Fi de- donations over the three years that's been open. Okay. I don't, we're not making any cashola here. So you got another one coming soon, maybe? You do for it. Do for it. Do for it. <laughs> the big July 4th <laughs> present from the fans out there. I still think GCW booked Green Phantom because of us, and we should have got something. We should have got something. Give us a promo code. Come on. Sam always talks so well about Fight TV. There's no reason they shouldn't be working with us. I don't talk any shit about Fight TV. I don't talk about how they raised their prices from the fucking $4.99. I think it's $7.99 within like six months of starting up. I don't talk about it. I don't think that's weird and scummy. (laughs) It's fine. Totally okay. You got to do what you got to do. I like I don't talk about that. Like I'm a fairly intelligent man and I don't know how to find wrestling on their app sometimes. It doesn't make any sense, Dan. It's nuts. <sighs> I literally I, thought about like continuing subscribing and then one day I was trying to watch something on there and I couldn't find it for three minutes. I went, This is stupid. <laughs> I don't think IWTV is like a perfect service by any means. It is not the most e- it is not the easiest thing to find things all the time. But if you know what you're looking for, you usually can get it. Yeah. If you don't know what you're looking for, a little bit harder, a little bit harder. But when Fight TV comes around, man, it's the worst all around. Uh I mean, I'm going to throw high spots in it too. I mean, IWTV, I don't know why we're turning to a plug for them, but like you you were watching the CGW shows on that, which I should probably do because I search Tournament of Death, and that does not bring up the Tournament of Death shows. That's very neither, funny. Neither did TOD. What I ended up doing was going to CGW and just like filtering through the pages because it's kind oh, of that doesn't seem great. That is not great. Order. And I finally got to it. That's why you told me CGW shows were on the IWTV. I was like, I'm an idiot. And iSpots has three streaming services. One of them is currently being updated. Most of them aren't. It's a lot to follow, Dan. Yeah, we, we had an episode where we tried to talk about it because I think they launched one of them. And I believe one of their big calling cards was kayfabe commentaries, which within like four months has spawned off in their own weird YouTube thing. Is that on the premiere streaming service? Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Premiere streaming service. Home of CCW. Oh, them too. They're on everything, apparently. Well, all, the other all new stuff. Oh, the new era of CCW. I don't know why that the one was Freddy Ahai speaking the gospel to the the fans out there in New Jersey. I don't know. High spots isn't loading up, so dead streaming service. Once again, IWTV and Peacock. Reign supreme as always. You heard it here first. Dan. I think we're going to cover some good wrestling next week. We'll see. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. We're going to be talking about a scenic city invitational. We, we've discussed one, but I think we got to 
go between a couple of them still. But we'll decide by by next week before <laughs> 2023's Nixon Invitational. I would say we're going to try off. to come, come back sooner so it comes on before the 2023 version. It's going to be a tall ask, but we're going for it. Yeah. It only took us only took us a month to watch this two hours of clip lucha so only i'm not taking any flights over the next two weeks next week so we're gonna be perfect we're gonna be cruising here dan any plugs before we kind of call it a day no normally if you want to follow me on twitter i don't know if you still use that app it's dan underscore rice 88 and then uh all the stuff on the network that sam's going to talk about yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at WDKWPN on Twitter. Trying to figure all this out as Twitter itself starts to blow up more and more. And the API functionality that allowed us to post our SoundCloud links instantly, automatically to the feed was amazing. It was great. It made everything super easy. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. That's got to be manual. It's not a lot of work. I'm not talking like we have a thousand podcasts going out a day, but man, it was nicer. Everything was easier. More people saw it. It seemed. So we're just going to keep trying to figure out, okay, what's the best way to get some of these shows out there. So if you can retweet when things go up, if you can leave us a review on iTunes or anything like that, huge help uh, as other platforms, on social media, we try to figure out, hey, is there anywhere else we should be? We'll let you know on this podcast and let's see where we end up next. Maybe we're going to Blue Sky, Dan. Who knows? I get an invite every two weeks on the platform. So do I use that for self-promotion? Who knows? I think you owe it to at least two people that have donated to Kofi. <laughs> two people. Yep. There we go. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will be back next week to talk about a CXAV Invitational Tournament. Thanks, everyone. All right.